Welcome to Zeitgeist with Zach Geist. I'm your host, Zach Geist. This show is made possible by Student Loan Tutor, which you can find at studentloantutor.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment and give us a review. Thank you. Welcome to Zeitgeist with Zach Geist. Uh, we had a couple takes here to get this thing started. It's been a while since I've had an episode run. Today I've got uh, uh, Hajar Gibran from the Gibran Center, also the author of the book Return of the Prophet. Uh, his, I believe, great uncle was Khalil Gibran, who wrote The Prophet. And I have uh, as well Steve Areen here, uh, who did not write that book uh, and didn't have, uh, it was not his uncle. And instead, they worked together with the Gibran Center to make, uh, to run a company called Dome Gaia, uh, which essentially builds very beautiful structures out of new technology using ancient techniques. I believe that people from your part of the world are experts with cement and stone building. Um, and uh, they make these beautiful domes. And Steve's, I believe, was one of the first ones. So, Hajar, how are you today? I'm really good, Zach. Thanks for inviting us on. Hey, Zach. So good to be here. Yeah, you're going to see Steve's character. He was a flight attendant for many, many years and learned how to, I don't know, you, you have to be very entertaining to... <laughs> to, to, to be able to keep people keep people feeling comfortable on a plane. I don't know if you could pull it off with me. Uh, I struggle on, on airplanes personally. But uh, today I wanted to interview them because we're having a workshop coming up at Rainbow Bridge, our 86-acre healing center uh, and sustainable eco-village on the Hamakua coast of the Big Island of Hawaii. And uh, we're doing a 21-day workshop. It's going from March 22nd to April 9th of 2022. And uh, we're going to be building one of these Gaia domes. And behind us is actually a Gaia dome that we just toured. And uh, the reason that I'm so excited about it is because they're so inexpensive to build. Uh, they're super sustainable. It uses very little material. People could learn how to do it. They could get the tools to make it for inexpensive. And we're going to go into all of this of why we believe that uh, building with this type of material in this type of way is going to be a lot of the future of architecture, especially an affordable way to do it around the world. So uh, thank you both for being here. Thank you. So how did you guys learn about, how did you guys end up with a Gaia dome? How did this, how did this happen? Well, it's kind of a long story. I mean, I've been building all my life in a way and um, just have a passion for solving the problem of affordable housing. And so, um, you know, trial and error, exploring lots of different ways and discovering cellular concrete is what it's called in the industry. Uh, but it's not really available for the do-it-yourself builder. And so I, what I've done is developed a way of making it available for the, you know, the home builder. And it's uh, Aircrete is, we, we've called it Aircrete, even though it's been around for a hundred of years, or maybe even longer. There's even an indication it was used in the Roman Empire. Mm. But um, the the Scandinavians started using it about a hundred years ago. But it's uh, I, you know I've been a builder all my life and never heard of it. When I learned about it, I just felt like this was the material I wanted to work with, and so developed some low cost equipment for making it. Which is super important because that's what's scalable. You know, when you're mm -hmm. relying on general contractors and all the expensive equipment, you end up spending a fortune to build a house. And most people can't afford to buy the property, let alone build the house on the property. They end up in debt. Uh, a lot of my topics are talking about, you know, 
the, the origins of debt and usury and how much you end up paying for a house, you end up paying 10 times over again. You know, when before you, you know, when people lived in villages, they lived on the land and then they put together whatever they had and they made a hut out of it or whatever type of structure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that go, man, I just want to live in a tree house or a hut or something, but they don't necessarily have to. You could have kind of your cake and eat it too, so to speak. And I think the Gaia domes are an example of that. And I think the earth ships are also an example about uh, of that as well. I think the earth ships are, I went down there and I toured uh, Michael Reynolds place in Taos, New Mexico. Super beautiful, brought me to tears, frankly. And it's hard to bring me to tears when I walked in. We ended up staying there. That technology is pretty complicated. I mean, they're turning trash and recycling water and all that stuff. Whereas the Gaia domes are relatively simple. Um, uh, the challenge is how do you uh, create, make the material and how do you stack it and all that. But it is something that's a learnable skill in a relatively short amount of time. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys about uh, Aircrete itself. What in the heck is Aircrete? How is that different from concrete or wood? Like what, what is this made out of? Is it styrofoam? What is it? It's uh, just simply Portland cement, or you can use other cements. Like, like something you get at Home Depot? Yes, yeah. Just common cement, which is limestone. You can use other materials like magnesium oxide cement, which is more ecological even, but harder to get and more expensive. And water, and we mix in a foam that we, we make out of a dish detergent. And that's it. The foam introduces the air into the mix and makes it really lightweight. How lightweight? How much lighter is it than well, concrete, like a brick, for example? If a... Let me see if I remember. <laughs> I mean, a, 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 a cubic foot of aircrete weighs about 25 pounds. And if it was concrete, it would be closer to 250 pounds. Okay, so if a brick falls on you of aircrete, you might live to tell about it. If it's concrete, that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, much lighter. And, and it has some other benefits too, right? Like it's similar to wood in the fact that you could nail into it and saw through it and all sorts of things like that. Right. Yeah, it's really easy to work with. You can carve it with a spoon, cut it with a butter knife. What a trip. I, I guess probably if I'm listening to this and I hadn't been here, I'm trying to put myself in the position of like listening to this podcast and maybe I live in a regular house and I'm paying a crazy mortgage or maybe I dream of like living in a different way than, you know, how would I find land and what kind of structure would I build on, build on the land? Uh, I guess the question that, that, that I have is, if this is so great, how come I don't know none of my friends and nobody I've ever met has an Aircrete house? Well, we haven't been doing it that long. Part of the reason, mm-hmm. it's not really, you know, it's like the question, like, why didn't I know about Aircrete or cellular concrete at being a builder all my life? I think it's actually been suppressed by the lumber and steel industry. It's just not a, something that's available. I mean, we're looking at the crazy. We're looking at the craziest lumber prices of like of my lifetime. Um, and I'm looking down here, and you created a new technology other than the domes called the pop-up walls. I think is what you referred to them as. Essentially, just flip-up walls. So you guys make the walls with aircrete, flip them up, and then make an aircrete roof, right? Not an aircrete. It's a uh, compression shell, thin. A thin compression shell. 
Um, I'm not a builder yet. I'm, I'm taking the workshop as well, so hopefully I'll be able to speak more intelligently in the future. Uh, but I think this is good that I don't know anything because pretty much if you're listening to this and go like, I don't know anything about building, like I'm probably, I've never used, I didn't use a screwdriver until one of those electric ones until pretty recently. I thought it was a drill, but you could put a screwdriver at the end. That's about how much I knew about, about building. I know maybe a little bit more than that now. Uh, but uh, I, I remember asking you, uh, what was the cost to build? It's what, 400 square feet, like a little studio cabin type of thing? Well, this one out here, it's a cluster of three domes. It's about 600 square feet. No, 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 the pop-up, the flip-up wall. Oh, the flip-up wall. God, you know, we didn't keep a real accurate account of that, but it, it was maybe a couple thousand dollars. A couple thousand dollars for like a studio in-law mm -hmm. unit. Which, yeah. What would that have cost if you built it with traditional lumber right now? I mean, they estimate up to 200 square feet or $200 per square feet in Hawaii to build huh. with conventional construction. So 10, 20 times the price. Yeah. Yeah. And which one's more sturdy, you think? Oh, my God. No <laughs> comparison. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me. I mean, whenever I, whenever I find something that just blows my mind. I mean, I remember I interviewed somebody about the topic on aboga and the healing of opiate addiction and opiate addiction specifically. And when I first heard about this, I was like, well, you mean to tell me, I, I used to be addicted to opiates and I would withdraw off opiates and, and, and someone finally told me, hey, there's a, and I couldn't get off. Like, I'd get off for a while and it was a miserable experience. Uh, you know, Gabor Mate talks about the realm of hungry ghosts and it feels like that. It's like you can't meet the need except for with that. And eventually I took a route from Africa called the Boga and it actually stops opiate uh, withdrawals and then cures the addiction. I'm like, but when I first heard about it, I'm like, if this exists, like how in the heck have I not heard about it? And I, and I feel like, I feel like when I first heard about air Crete and I saw these domes, I'm like, wait, if this exists, how come I haven't heard about it? Like, why is everything been, why are we tearing down rainforests and, why are we cutting down trees everywhere when you could make this out of limestone, water, and soap? Right. Uh, I felt the same way when I learned about it. <laughs> yeah. And does this work in other parts of the, like the, what, what climates does Pretty this Pretty much work any in? climate. It's used in, you know, northern Scandinavia. Huh. And it's used in the tropics. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that some people in Hawaii um, have said, well, what it probably gets moldy. Is that is that something that happens? No, I mean, you know, you need to have ventilation to uh -huh. stop mold. Um, but it's not an issue at all with our the way we build. And water doesn't come through it, right? No, unless there's a hole in it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that. <laughs> we do our best. To water keep it finds sealed. its way through holes, I, I yeah. take it. And the insects aren't going to eat it. So that's kind of nice. Won't burn, won't rot. It's aerodynamic. Mm -hmm. Does it fly? Not would yet. you you would be the flight attendant <laughs> yeah. officially on on the first dome guy to Mars? Um, so so Steve, yes. How did you and Hajar uh, come into contact with the domes? Because I know that your dome went viral. Mm -hmm. uh, how many millions of views has that video um, had? Almost almost three million for that have seen that video that I have done the um, YouTube video. Uh, but yeah, sure. When it, I uh, built the dome first, I. I was traveling through Thailand and, and had been friend with uh, Hajar, which actually his brother married my sister. That's how we were first connected. And so we met when I was a kid. And then later in my life, I met Hajar um, in Kauai. He was living in a, um, 
airport shuttle that he gutted out and made into like a gypsy caravan inside an airport shuttle. <laughs> I was like, I like this guy. And so he, we uh, immediately connected creatively and we're just really having a great time. When we were together, we just come up with fantastic ideas. So um, I was in Thailand uh, visiting and I went to uh, the northern part of Thailand. We had um, um, built a single dome uh, it was the meditation dome, and that, I found that just so inspirational. And I was like, I want to build one of those. <laughs> so he invited me to um, build on their mango farm that they had. And so I just had fun uh, putting together the des design for three domes intersecting each other and putting the sala on top, the gazebo on top, and, and just had a ball designing it. And it came out really nice. And uh, Hajar was totally there the whole time, just um, helping me with the technical and um, working through all the, the processes of building the domes. I had an amazing worker um, that had worked on Hajar's dome, so he was already familiar with it. So it came out really good and actually really quick and really inexpensive. So when I did the video, the fact that it was so fast and so inexpensive and it looked pretty nice, I think it got a lot of people's attention millions of people. millions of people's attention yeah. and um in fact i didn't really know about it going viral till i was like in the i was building another dome in in australia and i was off grid for a while and i got back on my computer and i had like you know thousands of emails and like what is going on what what's happening <laughs> i thought like i had a virus and i guess i did i went viral but it um uh, was something that's like, wow, so many people are, in, you know, interested in this, that, you know, Hajar, we, we should, you know, improve what we're doing and share it with everybody because everybody's really into it. And Hajar, the engineer he is, you know, started experimenting with, with different methods to make it better. And he came upon the aircrete um, and he just was so tenacious. I mean, he was just having troubles with it, you know, but just kept at it until he finally got it right. And then we started building the domes with the, um, with the aircrete. And some tool you guys call that you invented called the Magic Dragon or something? Right. Was yeah. that what it's called? Well, we've got the Little Dragon, the Dragon yeah. XL, and the Magic Dragon. The it's Magic really, Dragon. Okay, I knew machines. I thought I remember that fairy yeah. tale name from before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool yeah. names. I'm excited to get one. We're going to buy one from you guys. So uh, I'm really, really eager. Yeah. It's actually, we're building this for, for Madeline. So oh, great. yeah, it's going to be, you know, she's got like no private space in our house. We, <laughs> we have no privacy at all. 86 acres and no privacy. It's the <laughs> wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy <laughs> thing. Windows everywhere. Wow, so, uh, exciting. yeah. So I remember that the title of that YouTube video, if I'm not mistaken, was like built for under $11,000 or something like that. And I think that that when people see what that is, and then they see that there's $11,000 worth of material in there, I mm -hmm. think that that is like absolutely mind boggling, right? And I think it's probably a little bit more expensive to build now for materials because prices of materials have gone up. Do you have any idea, an estimate of what do you think that would cost to build in the US somewhere? Well, your dome, Steve, I think you could still build for 11000 in materials. That oh. was materials and labor. Oh, right? that was materials you know, in, and labor. In Thailand. In Thailand, yeah. yeah. So in Hawaii, and, that'd be... And these, <laughs> these three domes here, they're bigger than Steve's. And they were, you know, I think under 11000 Wow. for these three, for materials. 
And I mean, there's some super unique custom art stuff in here too. I'm going to post mm-hmm. a video that I shot and I'll see if you guys have another one that is more, is well better done than the one I just happened to shoot when I walked up. And I'll also post a link to the amazing video that you guys did that went viral. So people could, the listeners could, oh, could see that. Um, I guess the next thing is that's great and everything. Um, but I'm not a builder. I'm, th- I'm picturing someone picturing like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I'd love to like live in a cool dome someday and like buy land somewhere. Like, so, I mean, the cool thing is someone could live in the U S or they could live anywhere in the world. They could go buy land somewhere and they could build a dome, right? Like they, like they, theoretically yeah, I mean, they the could find concrete. The vision that I have and, is that people come together and pool their resources, buy land together mm. and then build together, build for each other. That to me would be the ideal for solving the, the high cost of housing. So people gathering together, buying land together, and then building, building for each other. And I'd love to see it as a global network of people so that when you own a piece of land with a group of people, you're not just confined to that piece of land with that group of people. You're part of a global network where you can go somewhere else in the world and be with a different group of people on a different mm-hmm. piece of land, mm-hmm. and, you know, do a, like a home exchange. Or so a, like Airbnb with no middleman? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, plus community, plus yeah, shared just a, values a of global ecology. Dome Gaia community network. That's all. That's what we're envisioning. That's great. Yeah, I often mm-hmm. feel that craving too. I mean, where I'm, where I'm sitting with Hajar, our property is, uh, I, it's weird. I normally don't refer to it as property. I find myself saying that, like, mm-hmm. I, I consider myself a steward of the land. I mean, there was a bunch of miracles that happened that allowed us to be stewards of the land, uh, which I'm super grateful for. So it's weird to say property because property implies mm-hmm. like a Western tradition of ownership and right to violate, essentially. I don't know. There appears to be somebody printing something at this time. Someone sending you a fax, or jar? When the power, <laughs> the power is still on. No, the power didn't go off. Hmm. Hmm. We could know. edit that part out if we need to, or it <laughs> okay. could be comedy relief. Yeah. Maybe everybody needed a breather. Yeah, take it in. Right. So uh, I'm excited about that, and I and I was saying that, you know, so often I come out here uh, to Pune area where you live, and I'm like, gosh, I wish that I could just have a place there, you know, but then. Typically, you got to like buy a place or you got to pay property insurance and pay a mortgage and pay interest on the mortgage. And it'd be so cool to like have a friend who has land and say, hey, I'd love to build a Gaia Dome on your on your land and you could rent it out when I'm not here. Just, you know, put Mm -hmm. my super valuables in this thing so that, you know, don't break it or anything else. And then I could stay there when I want and reserve it or I don't know. I could picture something like that. When, When you could build something for under 11 grand, this stuff becomes possible. Yeah. Now that's just the material cost. You know, the labor is of course. An, another issue. So how do you how do you resolve the labor issue? Because a lot of people that want to build with this, you know, they're not, you know, there's not a lot of people that know how to build with aircrete. So where do you where do you find someone that knows how to do that? Well, that's why we teach workshops. You know, because more and more people want them, and so we need more and more people who know how to build them. And ideally, it's the people who know how will help each other. Like I, I just saw someone last night who came to our workshop. Remember Freddie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her and Houston and um, Missy are all working together, building oh, for nice. each other right now. So there's quite a bit going on with the people who have attended our workshops. How many people have attended your workshops over the years? Jeez, I wonder. I mean, we've been doing them, I think, for five years now. 
and if we did 10 a year and there was an average of about 20 per that's anyway two, you, pick, you do the math yeah right? two yeah. or three hundred people that have come through that have each this. year right mm -hmm. ten, was it each yeah so it'd be years? more like about yeah, a thousand about a thousand people yeah. yeah i was talking to gabe and he said gosh you know you throw a rock now and find someone that's been through a workshop and yeah. knows, knows how to do it and um, we have a community forum also that helps people connect people who want to mm. find a builder or find a project to work on. And there's other people that are doing the um, air creek education things like in Australia. That's and right. uh, so, and those people are then building mm -hmm. and sharing. And so it's definitely <laughs> spreading and, <clears throat> and we just keep working at improving it, especially just the, the health aspect of it, you know, mm -hmm. especially with, from the very beginning, when I built the dome in Thailand, I just, wanted to make it healthier, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, for the builder and then for the person living in the dome. And uh, so the air crete was a, a huge improvement on that. And then how we're making the air crete and, and um, doing, adding the foam and all the machinery that Jara has been coming up with is making it better and easier and, and healthier. But um, I, I think that the switch to magnesium or just when it's available, is a super great change for us um, to, to if, if possible, get away from Portland cement and use magnesium. And that's also tapping back into ancient technology. Um, mm -hmm. like Where do domes. you get that? Can you get that at Home Depot too, magnesium cement? There, there's, you, it's um, available from distributor, uh, distribution So if you're in Hawaii, where, you've got to ship it on a container. Yeah, or in Hawaii, it's gonna have to come over. Um, when we, we bought a ton and it was um, $600 for a ton of, of magnesium. Huh. And it was $1,200 to ship it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. But, but even at that high price, it still has proven to be affordable. For instance, we did a magnesium oxide floor, which um, combined with sawdust. And it makes, it makes a type of earthen floor. I mean, it feels like more like an earthen floor, mm. but it's actually a magnesium oxide sawdust. That, and that apparently the, the organic material petrifies in the magnesium oxide. It's just a beautiful floor. Mm. Anyway, when I looked at pricing it out, if we were because I didn't know what kind of floor we were going to do, and I looked at tile and other materials, and a tile floor would have cost us about two thousand mm. dollars. The magnesium oxide floor only cost about five hundred. Mm. So, depending on how you use it, it's super affordable hmm. and I prefer the magnesium oxide floor over a tile floor any day this is a challenge of a podcast that you can't really see or yeah. feel any of this stuff yeah and, but mm -hmm. uh if, if this is something that moves your heart and moves your imagination I recommend figuring out I mean can you go to a place and find out where the nearest dome dome is to where how would you find out like to go see a dome if you're not in Hawaii for example Good question. I mean, we have the community forum that helps people connect. probably post maybe in there and say, hey, I live in such and such. Mm -hmm. You know, is, any, is there any close to me? You know, because a lot of this yeah. is just renegade in a way. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you're like, I, I know you're pioneer, pioneering this and that the I know that one of the, the Hawaii County uh, had mm -hmm. come down and met with you about uh, plans for helping making domes or pop up flip up walls for the homeless, right? You had said something about that. that well, there was a conversation. they have a mandate to do that and uh, that they haven't fulfilled. And so we want to work with them to help them fulfill their mandate. 
great. Yeah. Yeah, I see so many. I mean, that's kind of what I noticed when I went in. What brought me to tears when I saw the Earthships, for example, was here I am in Taos, New Mexico. It's 17 degrees <laughs> outside and uh, and I'm freezing and I'm like, for whatever reason, I, my family's from Siberia originally. You think I'd be like adapted, but I think I'm like traumatized from the cold. So, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so cold and dark and dismal out here. And I and then I open the door to the Earthship. And inside it's 82 degrees and there's bananas and papayas growing in high desert Taos, New Mexico. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. And, that's and no heating me. system. And no, no heating system at all. And that's what blew my mind yeah. uh, is that I thought, gosh, you know, I grew up in, you know, in the hood in, you know, in the Bay Area. And I've been to places like India and, the, you know, you've seen the ghettos out there, you know, the slums, I guess they call them there. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see people that just don't have adequate housing, you know, and then I, I walk in here and like, here's the structure built from garbage. Now, granted, it takes a lot of labor and a lot of expertise to learn it, but like there's not even a plan right now to help people learn how to make their own housing. I mean, I think part of being human should be knowing how to make your own shelter. Like, mm -hmm. like we're, we need that. We need food, clothing, water, and shelter. Like most people like me, like didn't know how to do shit when it came to building or fixing anything because it's, you don't, you can't legally, a lot of people legally, if you live in a city, you can't even build, mm -hmm. you know, like even right. if you want to, you have to follow this very specific pathway. And, uh, mm. and when I saw this, I said, you know, this is, this is incredible that there's different ways to build. And what I think the dome and aircrete and the dome Gaia uh, concept, especially with these flip-up walls as well, is that it's even easier and it's even more sustainable and it's more replicatable than even Earthships. Yeah, we're hoping to keep making them easier, you know, with this, this new design we're working on or you've been working out is gonna be pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, to, to make it easier, to build your own house. I mean, to build your own house, you create, it's like a hug around you. You create this, the structure to meet exactly what your needs are. And it's such an amazing thing to build your own house if you have the desire to do that. And um, I wonder what percentage of people build their own house these days. Cause it used to be everyone. Yeah, right? it used to be everyone. Like, and now it's like, so I don't know anyone, I don't think that's built their own other than you yeah. and you probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you even live right now in a house you didn't that you didn't right. Build. You really live next to a house that you built, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess. Do you want to touch on this new technology that you're working on? This idea, or is it premature? Well, I don't know. It's probably not, just because it's better to show it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we're we're not really quite ready to show it. But it's exciting and it's even easier yeah. than what you get, what, what you guys yeah. are. Currently I mean, we're doing. still in the developing stage, so, mm -hmm. but we believe it's going to be much easier, less expensive, less waste and just all around better. What do people say? Like, what are some common uh, things that people say or what you see them light up with or what they talk about when they actually come into a, a, a Gaia dome? Well, what are... say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also when they, when they're in there, they, it usually that the acoustics are something that people kind of, whoa, what's wow. It's wild. I mean, yeah. it's something that you could mitigate. Once you build the dome, you could put things that will reflect and absorb the sound. But when it's just a newly built, built dome with no furniture in or, or any fabrics or anything like that, and it's just 
pure sound vibrations. It's actually pretty amazing. And um, I, I, I have a lot of fun in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, just... And, and, what kind of fun, oh, Steve? Oh, <laughs> all kinds of weird noises uh, and other things. But uh, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. So it's 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 for different. You know, some people may like it, some may not. And the shape, you know, it's something that when Bucky Fuller came out with uh-huh. the domes, it was really, you know, it's pretty cool thing in the seventies, sixties when you know he was You're doing aging that. yourself, Steve. Ah, and <laughs> uh, and you and you still see some domes left from that era, but it kind of went away again. And then now it's kind of resurging a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but the domes are just, you know, not that we're only going to be doing domes, but that is, you know, something that you look at nature and you see these perfect shapes that can hold out, you know, winds and earthquakes. And, um, and so you look, look to nature and like eggs, like eggs. Yeah. Imagine (laughs) eggs were square. Like how many would you break taking home from the grocery store? Right. Like (laughs) I loved your Ted Ted talk when you're doing an example. (laughs) She, he was like he was uh, doing a tech talk and he had an egg. He's like he's talking about the the strength of an egg, but the, at some point the egg got a crack in it, um, being put down or something like that. So he took the egg and when he went to put pressure on it, the show it actually house, did break. Actually, it broke. Oh no! <laughs> like, oh. It was like the Tesla window. It's like the, the, it's like the, the yolks on me. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Steve yeah. Jobs when he launched the iPhone 4 uh, it like didn't have service uh, like when you held it to one ear versus the other I can't remember what exactly it was but it's one of those embarrassing moments so the egg crack yeah, was cracked part so of it. it's like oh it happens man. to the yeah. best of us that's the, that's the humbling nature of life I guess that's that right brings that's you to right. your brings you to your knees um, yeah you know uh, what what do you think we uh, listeners should know about Dome Gaia and this type of building that we didn't cover um, here. That's anything. Well, if they want to learn more, they can go to our website, domegaia.com. Cool. And there's a lot of videos as well mm-hmm. of, I think, techniques of how to do this. Uh, is there anybody that you've met that can't learn from a workshop? They go and they're just not build, not inclined for building. They take it and they're just like, I have no idea how to build even after this workshop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've had folks mm. that are just like, okay, I think I'm going to move along now oh, and don't okay. even finish the workshop. Oh, wow. yeah, some people just, it's not really their yeah. thing. And um, they go for it, which is great. But then they find out, yeah, Maybe not, you know. Yeah, it's still it's still some work. Yeah, you know, building a building a home. It's not the same as three D printing one, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your competitor, three D printed yes. homes. We're gonna <laughs> destroy the put machines. Put them to the test. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, what do you guys cover in the workshop? What 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 happens? Like, how do these things well, go? We We're having pretty, one, so I'm actually much a little curious. Build an aircrete dome from the foundation up. And including a skylight, front door, you know, we build a oval front door out of solid wood and a four foot diameter round window. And I haven't actually looked at the design we're gonna do for you. I think there's a couple big arches and at least one round window and a skylight. I think so. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, I've you looked at seen it either. It either. <laughs> yeah. The blind leading the blind over here on this project. Yeah. I'm just trusting that, thankfully, I live on the same island as you. Is it's going to work. We're friends, so right. it's going to just work out somehow. Otherwise, I'll be calling Hajar. Hey, that water's <laughs> coming through that big hole. <laughs> you said it on the podcast, and water will come through a hole. 
-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm, I'm excited for the workshop. I hope some people get a chance to check out the, the Gaia domes and they, they get a chance. If you know anybody that's looking to build in new, creative, unique, and inexpensive, beautiful ways, check out Dome Gaia and hopefully come out to Hawaii and come see some. Thank you both very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Zach. Thank you so much for listening. And please follow us to hear future episodes where we discuss topics such as alternative states of consciousness achieved through dance, intention, and shamanic practices, sacred economics, dream work, trauma healing, building community, permaculture, healthy and compassionate living and eating practices, somatic and alternative healing modalities, politics, psychology, mythology, and more. Our work is focused on the liberation of spirit, a return to the sacred, which is a constant collective inquiry. We aim both in person and on this podcast to plant and water the seeds of liberation from economic inequality, trauma, systemic conditioning, addiction, loss of soul, loss of meaning, hopelessness, helplessness, isolation, shame, nightmares, guilt, and a return to glimpses of your birthright, of dignity, joy, community, collaboration, equality, and constantly beautifying new world where you are not alone. And always, if you're ever in the Salt Lake City area, come join us for yoga, dance, or in the garden. A community of beautiful souls are here to welcome you. We gather in community Wednesday, 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. and Sunday, 11 to 3 p.m. And we have a vegan brunch or vegan dinner after every event. Our gatherings are all ages and are of no religious affiliation. We look forward to seeing you.